You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and this is episode number six of the Slow Living Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Okay, so today we are going to answer a few of the frequently asked questions I get about your crockpot slow cooker. So if you don't already know, that is how I got started writing online. I started a New Year's resolution to use my crockpot slow cooker every day for a year and write about it. And the first URL for that website was a free, a free blog spot. So it was crockpot365.blogspot.com. And I got started doing this not because I like to cook and not because I had this sort of deep fascination with creating new recipes and sharing them with the internet. I started it because I just wanted to stay home with my children and uh, and have something to do and find a legitimate way to make money from home. I already was doing some freelance writing, and so I knew that um, there were people writing online, and I liked the idea of a New Year's resolution, so then I would have an exit date. And it sort of took on a life of its own, and I continued to write and ended up writing cookbooks and really did learn my way around the kitchen and really did start to enjoy creating new flavor profiles and coming up with new recipes. And absolutely, I found a legitimate way to work from home while raising my kids when they were younger. And I've loved every single second of it and connecting with people from all over the world and helping them feeds my soul. It excites me. It gets me out of bed in the morning. I just love to help and and serve. And so today I have a few recorded questions from readers that we're going to go through. I have two different questions and they're essentially the same question in different ways. And it's about what size crock pot to use and how to best feed the amount of people in your house and sort of how to just sort of navigate making this very simple and easy appliance work for you. So, okay, let's listen to the first question. Hi, I love your recipes. My name is Marilyn. I'm from Rhode Island. I would like to know what should I do about, I have a large crock pot that seems to go on high, even if it's on low and the stuff is boiling. Do I have to get rid of it or just keep a better eye on it? Thank you. Okay, Marilyn. So you say that you have a rather large slow cooker and that no matter what, it sort of seems like it's cooking on high and that the food is bubbling and boiling 
And um, you don't want that to happen. And I don't blame you because the the reason people love their their slow cookers is they want to be able to put the food in, push a button and walk away and, and not worry about dinner. So a tiny bit of a history lesson is that Rival bought the rights to the bean pot back in the 70s. And they were sort of this kind of can-shaped slow cooker with the heating element only on the bottom and the ceramic was attached to the heating element. And it took a very long time for all of the food inside to get up to proper cooking temperature and the, the kind of simmer boil point. And so the slogan was cooks all day while the chef is away. There were no digital readouts, nothing fancy in any way. It was a simple uh, low, high, off, and, and that's what it was. As time wore on, the pots got fancier and more involved, and people were reporting that the food wasn't cooking properly. The FDA started worrying about foodborne illnesses and all of this stuff that nobody really wants to think about because it's a little gross. And so to keep things out of the kind of food danger zone, the newer pots all cook from the bottom and the sides. And and now the pots all have removable inserts. So you can throw them in the dishwasher and, and so cleanup is much easier. But that said, it takes not as long to cook. And that's because the heating element is on all of the sides. So when it comes to your food is cooking too quickly, I would suggest that it's probably too large of a pot for the amount of food that you're putting in. So this has come from me making over a thousand recipes now and, and writing four cookbooks and, and just goofing around with this for so much time. The amount of brain energy that I've spent on thinking about crockpot slow cookers is a little embarrassing. And I don't know, we should have some sort of like monument um, to, <laughs> to the amount of brain space that I've, I've been thinking about this. But it boils down to bigger is not always better when it comes to your slow cooker. And the way the recipes are written and absolutely the way that I write my recipes, it's with the idea that the pot is at least two thirds to three quarters of the way full. And that is how the timing works. So if you have a chicken recipe and it says that it's going to cook six to eight hours on low or four hours on high, that's with the idea that whatever size pot you're using is pretty darn full. So that, so I do suggest either using a two quart, a four quart, or a six quart pot when I write my recipes, just to sort of give you an idea of how much food there is and what size pot to give it that cooking time. So if you are using a, a recipe that calls for a four quart, but you're cooking it in a six quart, it's going to cook faster. It, it just, it just is. There's not as much volume in the pot, and so it will come to the simmer point a lot faster. Another thing to keep in mind that I have learned, and I've actually emailed with the different manufacturers, so Crock-Pot is now owned by Jarden Consumer Electronics, and I've emailed with them and, and discussed this with them on the phone. Because of the food safety zone, your food either needs to be actively cooking or cooling at all times, and so it needs to get up to that sort of simmer boil point no matter what, even on low or even on 
high. It just takes longer to get there on low. So I'll have readers asking me like, well, what is the actual temperature on low versus high? So it's not the same as it would be in the oven. So in the oven, you can decide, okay, I'm going to cook something at 200 or I'm going to cook something at 400. No, eventually a low on the crock pot will get to the same heat as high. Um, everything is trapped within the pot. There's nowhere for the heat to go. The lid is on. It will get there. Just cooking on low buys you a little more time. Are you wondering if you're on the right path? Are you secretly worried that you are forgetting to put your own needs and wants first while you raise your family? What if I told you it is not too late and you really could have the dream life you've always wanted and all it would take is a few tweaks to your mindset? Each week, I have a few open slots for free coaching calls. Together, we can decipher your most challenging mindset block and clear it away so you can live out the life you've always wanted. You can sign up at stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. You should hurry because I'm not sure how long I'm going to have this available for free and I'd hate for you to miss out. The URL again is stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. Let's go on to question number Two, because within that question, I'm going to give you another tip if you think your food is cooking a little too fast. Hi, Stephanie. I'm a big fan, and I've been using your cookbooks to feed an army for several years. But now our kids are successfully launched, and it's just me and my husband. What are your tips for crockpotting with just two? Thanks so much. Okay, so this is a great question. Thank you for leaving it and for letting me know that you um, are now cooking for only two people. And you're absolutely right. Most of my recipes and most of the recipes that you're going to find in other cookbooks and throughout the internet are with the idea that you're cooking for a family, that you're cooking for, for four, five, or six people. And when you're now cooking for only two, it's kind of tricky to, to navigate how the recipes work and how to make that happen. So the good news is, is you don't need to buy a smaller slow cooker. You do need to do a little bit of math, but you can still have your own standard six quart oval. So that is typically the size that you're going to find Costco and Bed Bath and & Beyond and Kohl's and Target is a standard oval six quart. I do have a few that I recommend and you're more than welcome to look around on my site or email me. I don't know if I'm supposed to actually name brands <laughs> out loud on this because I think eventually my my podcast producer would like to have a sponsor. So I'm not going to mess anything up <laughs> in case a year or so from now, someone is listening to this and wants to be a podcast sponsor. So I'm not going to name any brands right here and now. So um Thank you for understanding that, your understanding. I was actually in an infomercial for a, a slow cooker, and that is one that I recommended for many, many years, and that is no longer being made. So that particular company no longer makes that make and model, which is a total bummer. So anyway, you can find out all that information by just sort of goofing around on my A Year of Slow Cooking website. Okay, let's go back to cooking for two people, how to make it work with your existing kind of oval 
six quart slow cooker. So one nice thing is if you just sort of think of your slow cooker as an easy bake oven for adults, and there's really no rules, and it's just a heating vessel. So you can make it smaller by inserting something oven safe. So I'll use a Corningware or a Pyrex. You can use kind of a metal loaf pan or a glass loaf pan that you would use for making meatloaf or a banana bread. So all of those will nicely fit inside of your slow cooker. So you still have the heating element and then you've got the inner pot. So for most it's ceramic. For some people you've got a metal pot and then you put in anything that you feel comfortable throwing in the dishwasher, throwing in the oven, and you don't think twice about it. That now is your inner cooking pot. And then you can load your ingredients into that. And then you will have essentially filled your crock pot two thirds to three quarters of the way full. So the food is just insulated a little bit better. So then you can follow the recipe as written. If it's a recipe that serves four and it's four chicken breasts, just cut everything in half. Make make it for two, cut the brown sugar in half, cut the spices in half, and put those two chicken breasts in your inner dish, your corningware or your Pyrex or your loaf pan. And then put the whole lid back on your slow cooker and, and set the time and walk away. I don't specifically have recipes written on the site right now or in the cookbooks for serving only two people. I was actually asked to write something to do that. And, and I goofed around with it for a while and sort of stopped because I still have kids in the house. It's not yet just me and Adam. And it felt really sort of fraudulent and not something that I was comfortable doing because I'm not living it. But the mathing, not that hard. I know you can do it. it, it it's not the, the end of the world. For instance, my taco soup recipe is a huge recipe and it serves 12 to 14 and we love bringing it to potlucks and get togethers and and many people bring it to church gatherings and it's great and it's wonderful but if you just want to make a smaller batch of taco soup cut everything in half cut everything in thirds it, it's fine it, it's not that big of a deal I, I really do think cooking should be fun and there should be some wiggle room and if you're too concerned about following the rules each and every time and, and measuring perfectly. It, it just sort of kind of takes the fun and the whimsy out of cooking. We're not making a chocolate souffle here. It, it's, it's totally fine. Eyeball it. That goes also with people who write to me and they're asking, well, you, you've got this great recipe for pork chops, but we don't eat pork. Can I make it with chicken thighs? Yes, absolutely yes. You do you. If, if your family doesn't eat a specific spice or has a particular allergy, make whatever substitution you think makes sense for you and your family. Don't feel like you have to completely discard an entire recipe or, or like genre of food because of a specific dietary need or a, a dislike. It is not, not a problem in any way. I don't know if I've mentioned it here on this particular podcast, but those of you who have been following me for quite a while know that we happen to be a gluten-free family. We became gluten-free in 2006. Um, one of my children was diagnosed with celiac. All of the recipes on the site and in the cookbooks and in the meal plans and, and the eBooks are gluten-free. 
most of my readers aren't gluten-free. So I just keep my notes off to the side and, and I don't necessarily advertise or push out that everything is gluten-free because it just happens to be how we eat. I never wanted being gluten-free to be how she identified. She, she was a gymnast. She's a great student. She's a great kid. She's fun and witty and artistic and just happens to eat gluten-free. And, and I, have, I have people who write to me and they tell me that staying on a gluten-free diet helps with their rheumatoid arthritis, it helps with their fibromyalgia, and all of these different things. I do also write for Simply Gluten-Free magazine, and I have a free ebook on the site called Going Gluten-Free Without Going Crazy, and you can download it. And if you have any questions, please reach out to me. I am here to help, and, and I really enjoy it. And I, I want things to go easily and smoothly and not be a big deal for you and your family. When it comes to slow cooking and slow living, what is the crossover? So so the crossover is, and why I've always sort of liked the aspect of slow living, is you're paying attention to what you're doing and you know what your end game is and you aren't frantic and, and trying to do things at the last moment. You are calm and you're methodical and you create a plan and then you see it through. And slow cooking and using your crock pot is exactly that because it has forced you essentially to plan. You have to have the food in the house in order to pull it out of the freezer to put it into the pot. So you're already ahead of the game. You're not waiting until you're starving at six o'clock at night trying to figure out what dinner is. It's already done. It's taken care of before the day got away from you. The first time I was on Good Morning America, I said that I loved that I could put the food in the pot. I'm still highly caffeinated and coherent. And that is the truth. I had little kids in the house and they are amazing and wonderful beings, but we had witching hours. I had a fussy... Uh, my, my first was insanely colicky and I never really was able to put her down. And so I was able to put the food in the pot. She was in a sling or in a front pack and it was okay because I wasn't standing over a hot stove with spattering olive oil. I could put it on at 9am and push the button and, and walk away. So having your day set for you in that sort of feeling of peace and calm and contentment that comes from already knowing that dinner's taken care of, that is absolutely being someone who, who is embracing the slow living lifestyle. Okay. Well, I hope that was helpful and answered your questions. If you have any other, please track me down online. I'm on Facebook. There's a slow cooker connection Facebook group. That is linked, I think, within the, the my main 70-a-day profile on Facebook. You can find that um, group. The, the people who are in there love their slow cooker, love their crockpot, and are happy to answer your questions if you're looking for different recipes or a way to tweak or modify a recipe that you have, or if you have something that you normally make in the oven or on the stovetop and you want to translate it to a crockpot recipe, post in that Slow Cooker Connection Facebook group. The more the merrier. We are here to help. All right. Have a great day.
Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.